Hi, welcome to the Drama Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa McEntee, and today we're concluding this idea of the eight traits of a mindful leader. We've we've already gone through six, Lisa, and now we're going to kind of finish it up with the last two. And I, I maybe these are maybe two of my favorites, but I, I enjoy these. What, what's been sort of like your big takeaway from this sort of series of podcasts that we've kind of dived into? I... Remember when our son, I shared this story in one of the previous podcasts, when our son was playing soccer in college Mm -hmm. and he hurt his MCL and he tore it. And it come to find out after the fact, most likely he would not have torn the MCL and caused so much injury and pain if he would have been more flexible. Yeah. And if he would have been stretching his muscles more so they had more pliability rather than being so stationary. And that's part of the the value of mindset shifts and being a mindful leader is it creates a more open-minded perspective. And as a result, that creates flexibility And as a result of that, it produces less stress on us. So like with our son, if he had more flexibility, it would have created less stress on his body and there wouldn't have been the injury. And so it's really these mindset shifts, this mindfulness of a leader just keeps us from really coming up against a situation and truly being broken by it. Well, you... You took mine and you said it so. You said it so much. I did it. Better. Was I eloquent? You, you were said it so much better than me. Like I <laughs> yeah, can't. Okay, even, you try now. <laughs> no, I can't. That was awesome. Okay, so very simply, right? I think <laughs> I, I thought I'm doing really well on some of them, but some of them not so well. I was a little bit convicted, even thinking about like not having a sense of entitlement because I think it kind of creeps in a little bit. Right. And so certain ones I thought, wow, I'm doing really well. And then a couple of them I thought, okay, this is an area for growth. And so listen, as you kind of went through this series, we just want to encourage you, like find those one or two that you have areas of growth in and start to build a plan really around it. Yeah. So real quick, the yep. the eight characteristics that we have so far is the first one, our first podcast was not playing the victim yep. and I will not delay action. That's Those were mindset shifts, yep. right? And then the second podcast was I will not feel entitled mm-hmm. and I will own my own decisions. Yeah. And then the podcast we did last week was I will own my own growth and I will serve those in my sphere of influence. And it's been really fun. So let's kind of tackle like the last two that we've come up on about how the eight traits of really how do you create more mindfulness, become more open-minded and, you know, be that bendy, flexible leader so that you have like a lot of options. I, I think the one that I want to kind of just dive into right now is that I will use my energy to change me. Yeah, that's good. And here's what I've realized is that energy is a limited resource. And so we talk about time management, but I think what's even maybe more valuable to discuss is energy management. Because you have energy to do anything. And if you spend all of your energy trying to change someone else, you use you use that energy up and yeah. you don't have that energy to use to change yourself. Right. And you're the, really the only one that you can change. And, and so it's not necessarily more about time management because in a sense, Lisa, I can't control time. Time just happens. There's 20, I can't make 25 hours in a day. I can't make eight days in a week. But energy is a depleting resource. It comes and it goes and I can create more of it. So, and really you can only manage what you can control. 
Yeah. Truly. And I'm not trying to change people's words and you shouldn't say time management. I, I understand what we're talking about, but what's more important is how do you manage that time? Because what's really important is not about how much time you bring to something, but it's how much energy you bring to the time you have. Right. I love that. Say that again. Well, so it's not so much how much time you bring to something, but how much energy you bring to the time you have. Because Lisa, like for me, I've discovered typically it does not take me long to get stuff done. But man, sometimes it takes me a really long time to get ready to get stuff done, right? I think about it, I think about it, I spend all this time, but then the actual action sometimes takes 10 minutes, yeah. right? But I, I'm, I'm playing the story in my head and I'm not really using my energy um, in, in a powerful way. And, and a little bit, it's, it's why we created Emotionally Intelligent, mm-hmm. the whole course, because energy is really, or energy is really about emotions. Emotions create energy. Right. All of our energy is really driven by our emotions. So how do we manage this energy, manage our emotions? Even things that we perceive as like not helpful, like anger, pain, or, you know, frustration or stress. Well, how do how do we use that to actually fuel us forward? So I said, if you want more information about it, emotionallyintelligentcourse.com, and you can get all the information about really how to be more, less reactive with your emotions and really how to use your emotions to serve you and serve those around you. So this energy idea, it's, it's a limited resource. It, um, well, one thing that you said, it's not how much time you bring to something, it's how much energy you bring to that time. Yeah. A good example of that is is that you have two coworkers or two employees, and they both are clocking in the same number of hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you have one that is just giving so much more time, so much more energy, so much more passion to the job that they're doing and you have another one that's doing their job and maybe they're not really giving the energy to the time mm-hmm. and that could be a result of multiple different things i'm i'm currently going through working genius by patrick lencioni and yeah. talking about how it could be a matter that 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 employee is actually in the wrong seat mm-hmm. and they're in the wrong task yeah. because they just don't have the that it takes a lot more energy for them to utilize in that time frame, that task. But it's bringing different amounts of energy and how much more fulfilling life can be or how much more of a difference we can make in our jobs if we bring that energy to that time. And so we just want to encourage you, what are you doing to manage your energy? It is a fantastic question. I wouldn't worry about more, so much about managing your time, but manage your energy. Manage your time too. Yes. Both. Right? Both and. Yeah. And so um, – Another idea about this is that the greatest power, when you think about changing yourself, the greatest power a person possesses is really the power to become, is that you were this way, but you don't have to stay that way. You can change, but Mm -hmm. it's going to take energy. It's not just, it's like, you know, Ben Hardy wrote the great book, Willpower, Willpower on Willpower, right? right? And, And it's this whole idea that willpower is a depleting resource. And so, you know, really knowing how and when willpower shows up and using it to your best. And I think sometimes like not focusing on things you can't control. How much time do we focus and put energy on things that, gosh, at the end of the day, you, you really can't control that anyways, right? And this and this whole idea is that your, your returns in life are really determined by your investment of energy. So any return in life, is it's not necessarily, yeah, we want to spend a lot of time together, but Lisa, if I don't invest energy in our relationship, I could invest time uh, – because listen, it, we've had these conversations before is that it could be, you know, in the evening, but if I've spent all of my energy, right, right, with clients and, you know, at work and I, and I come back to the house and I have no energy for you, 
you feel that. Right. I mean, you could have six hours for me, but if you don't have six hours of energy for me. Yeah. You know, or, or even last night, someone just being honest with your energy. So did a whole workshop and, you know, it was a, it was a client that was close enough that I could drive and cook me a couple hours driving home. And I got home at six o'clock at night and I, and, but I preframed it. I let you know, I have no energy tonight. Just, this is the reality. You know, but if I, but if you came with the expectation of like, well, hey, he's home at six o'clock. Let's go shopping. Let's go do this, and you, I didn't have the energy for it. Right, but and just, that's a really good point: is being able to express to each other, mm-hmm. "Hey, I'm I'm bringing this much energy to the table right now." Yeah, and and having it a tangible, so I know that it's been a long day, and you've traveled, and you're coming back. And I worked all day, but I worked from I worked remotely. Yep. I didn't have that travel, and I wasn't necessarily on my feet, but knowing. You you had maybe ten percent energy. I didn't. I didn't have that. And you know, I those, had I had a whole yeah. lot of energy. So any of the responsibilities that needed to happen at at home or you know after work hours, I knew. Okay, you you had maybe ten percent energy. I had sixty percent. Okay, so I'm I know that I'm just going to have to do that because that's what we do. And and we talked about that some in Emotionally Intelligent. Yeah, we really did. Is interacting with each other and knowing, okay, this is what I'm giving. This is how much I have to give and and how we can be collaborative together. And it's a key for collaboration because even on teams, right? Because some days you show up and you just don't have all the energy and that's where you need another team member. But yet you have a deadline and yeah. you still have to fulfill that deadline. And that's the power of collaboration, right? But if you don't know how to manage those emotions, because really they create that energy energy, um, you'll never really collaborate well. Mm. And, and we really need each other. So it doesn't work. To, it works in a marriage, but it works in every relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and Lisa, what I was thinking about this energy, you know, to to sort of use your energy to change is that complaining is a form of energy, just like creativity is a form of energy. Some people get this energy and they use this energy to create. And it's really using energy in a very unproductive way. Because I typically complain about things that I can't control. Right. Right. And because if I can control it, why complain about it? Just go change it. Well, and you know, you talk about complaining, and I don't know what the specific um, fa- facts are, yeah. but they talk about a smile versus a frown. You talk about oh, yeah. how much energy it takes to complain and how much energy we use in complaining. It actually takes requires more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Yeah, so turn your frown upside down. And don't complain, create. There you go. All right, so the, the, the next, number 10. I love number 10. So why, why don't you kind of give it to us? The, the 10th out of the four podcasts, this is our the next attribute of a mindful leader. I will contribute daily to the world. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think we're done. <laughs> no, go ahead. I mean, right. that's, it's such a basic concept, but really, truly, how well do we, do we live that? And so I grew up in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And Iowa, if you're in Iowa, it's just cornfield upon cornfield upon cornfield. Yeah. And there is a certain time that you have to prepare the soil. Yep. And then there's a certain time you have to have the corn in the ground planted by a certain date in order to work with the seasons and the and the heat and rain cycle to be able to produce the, the harvest. And we had this saying, you know, knee high by the 4th of July. And so the corn would typically be about knee high by 4th of July. And, and, you know, we're like, okay, corn's doing all right. And then, you know, come 
end of July, beginning of August, we really start to have some amazing sweet corn. And if you have never had sweet corn from Iowa, you need to get it because it, it's, it's worth so much better worth than any corn that you can get from the grocery store. And Lisa, it's this whole idea of sowing and reaping. It's sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping is a law of life. It's just part of life. And this happens both in the agricultural realm and it happens in the social realm and in our day-to-day environment. And it's it's this, this concept of what you sow, you will reap, and how you sow and when you sow. Just like there is a very set plan to grow really mm-hmm. good-tasting corn. There's soil, there's time, all these different aspects. And it's also that, and it happens both positively and negatively in our social environment. It's a social rule, just like it's an agricultural rule. And people will will repay in kind according to how they're treated or what other people have done for them, what another person has provided for them. And that is the concept of sowing and reaping. And, you know, whether you are in an agrarian society or or not, it's just a principle. And so how I treat you today, I'm going to reap it tomorrow. Yeah. How I treat my my higher up yeah. today, I'm going to reap tomorrow. Yeah. Or or even even the person on the street, how how we interact with each other, it's a principle of 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 life. And so contributing daily to the world in a positive way is just going to help produce and reap positive benefits in our lives. Now that's not why we do it because I want to have all these positive things happen. We do it because we just want to be productive members of society. And it's also nice to have good things happen back to us. And yeah. for people, when they think of us, they think, man, they were just really kind. Well, Lisa, and you and I have talked about this before, not on a podcast, but just, you know, in, even in all of our relationships, we, we always want to be the biggest giver, right? We want, we want, we step back and we go, okay, well, how can we serve them? How can we bless them? What do we have? Not, you know, money, yes, but also our talent, our time, our treasure, all of these things, how can we be the biggest giver in that relationship? Because I, we know it's going to come back to us. Right. Now, I know what's, what's interesting, and this continues to challenge me, is that as you become a big giver, uh, big givers like to hang out with you. Yeah. Right. People that are generous, they, you know, they they want to hang out with you. And we get around some really big givers. And I think, wow, that's just going to really up my giving. Yeah. How else can I, you know, give more of my resources and, you know, my ideas and my creativity? How can I bless more people? And so I think a great question to kind of ask every day is like, hey, who can I bless today? Right. And sometimes it's just a, an encouraging text. I've I've started just to send out encouraging texts. I just think, hey, who has really blessed me? And, and how can I step back and just really be grateful for that? And then look out and who can I serve? And, and you know the best way sometimes, Lisa, because sometimes I even talked about this at, at, a, at a meeting in Oklahoma City. And what I, what I told the particular vendors there is that, yes, you serve people with your products. And so you tell me, oh, yeah, we're, we serve them because it doesn't. But what can you give that you get no return from? Hey, what can you give that, hey, there's not anything coming right. back to you? And that's almost sometimes the healthiest Right, because it just keeps me in that healthy space. I'm I'm not giving to get. Yes, I get. Yes, I receive. But you just give, just forgive, because it, it, you know, because it is more blessed to give. That's right? amazing. It, it is. It is a big. You're. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger blessing. Yes, absolutely. And what's interesting is all rewards are based mm-hmm. on contribution. 
So, you know, you think about um, this propels people for opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example is is a writer, an, an author, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so they they write, they, they work hard at their craft, mm-hmm. and then eventually they get so good and they, they create such an amazing piece that they become a Pulitzer Prize winner. Or they become the author that every time they write a book, you buy their book. Absolutely. I have an author like that. You have an author like Mm -hmm. that. Should we go and say their names? And you can if you'd like. Okay. So John Grisham, buy every book that he writes. I'm I'm waiting for his new one coming up. So we'll put it in the podcast notes. Yours is? I I enjoy Robin Carr, but I I mean, I I have so many authors that I really enjoy. Emily Henry is one of my recent favorites. But anyway. We digress. Yes. Oh, we send us down rabbit holes. Um, but all rewards are based on contributions. Yeah. And so once you contribute in such an, a huge manner mm-hmm. as, as an author, then you are awarded this Pulitzer Prize. This is, a, this is an honor. Yeah. And that's just a, a simplistic example of all rewards are based on contribution. You know, how much you have contributed is based on how you're rewarded. And it's essentially another way of saying sowing and reaping. Well, is, is it, could we say then this is true? If you want bigger rewards, you have to make a bigger contribution. Yes. So, right. I mean, we'd say that. And so let's think about this. Like, if I'm not happy with the rewards I'm getting, should I get mad about the rewards? Or should I step back and ask myself, how can I make a bigger contribution? Yeah. And sometimes and, it's a bigger contribution in another arena. Right. Right. And this is and this is anything from kindness yeah. to time to resources to it, it's a law of life. It works in every It doesn't arena. matter. Yes, it doesn't matter what no. facet of life. It's it's true because if you if you walk in and you aren't giving kindness to other people, then honestly, they're not going to be kind to you. I'm not n- yeah. unless they are just determined that they're going to give kindness no matter what. Yeah, that's a great thought. Yeah. So the other thing is is the reason one of the aspects of I contribute daily to the world is, is I have to live with me. I have That's to live with one. me. And and honestly, and this is what we we just kind of mentioned. It's like if someone reacts in a negative way, I have the option and the opportunity of how I'm going to respond. Right. Just because they're like negative does not mean I have to be negative. Just because they're mean does not mean I right, have to be mean. Absolutely. And really, that's why we created Emotionally Intelligent, right? So if you want information, we really talk about like, how do you not allow those things to affect right. you? And you still show up healthy. So it's emotionallyintelligentcourse.com and we'll put that in the podcast notes for you. Absolutely. And it helps me be able to show up in a way that maybe wasn't given to me. Hmm. And so I'm not going to reciprocate that negative experience that I just had, I'm going to reciprocate with with kindness, or I'm going to reciprocate with joy, because I've just decided I have to live with me, and I'm going to spread joy wherever I go, because I don't want to live in this gross negativity. Yeah, because I think every day you got to get up and look in the mirror and just be happy with you. I think that's really true success, right? It's like, get up in the mirror and be happy with you, look at yourself, and, and like who you're becoming, and, you know, be happy with the person that you're becoming and what you're giving and how you're contributing. Absolutely. And then another part of it is I contribute daily to the world because I'm a solution for someone. It's like wow. my skills, my mm-hmm. gifts, my abilities, they're somebody's answer, somebody out there. and Someone's op- looking for you. Somebody's looking for me. And mm-hmm. oftentimes we do get paid <laughs> for the solution that we provide. But also there's people that 
will it'll never be a financial interaction and never be a financial transaction it will be somebody is just needs a smile today someone needs a creative idea somebody needs encouragement that hey it's going to be okay with what's going on with their kids they they can just they can keep going just keep loving them keep keep looking Mm -hmm. for resources and you know, when you try to meet every need, mm-hmm. you rob someone else mm. of their skill and their ability to make a contribution. Yeah, I, at least I think this really, if one thing really embodies you is this whole idea, and I've learned this from you, is that you always want to make every situation or every person better than when you found it. I mean, it even goes down to a hotel room. Because yeah, I tend to, let's just be honest, right? In a hotel room, you know, I'm leaving and I'm like, the towels are on the floor, the things are everywhere. And I'm like, the cleaners will pick it up. It's like, we're paying for the hotel and you're tidying up the hotel room, right? Because it's like, you want to make things better than when you- I want to make their job easier. Yeah. And, and, and even if we're at the grocery store and you're so kind to tellers and cashiers and you just want to make their day a little bit brighter. And sometimes like, just to be honest, like, I'm not even thinking about them. I'm like, let's make the transaction. I got 10 other things I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm embarrassed to even say that a little bit, right? Not that I mean to them, but I just don't think about it. But you are so amazing at that, at really like you always leave a person or a situation or a circumstance or a resource, you leave it better than you found it. And that is, that's a high priority for me in life. I mean, I, I go into every situation thinking, how can I make this situation better? Or how can I make this person better? And that's a way you have to contribute to the world. And that is one of my talents or skills or abilities that I yeah. contribute to the world. You, on the other hand, you always have incredible ideas. I may not have the ideas, but you always have incredible ideas or connections, knowing different people. Um, A good example is we have some friends of ours that um, their house, unfortunately, just burned down. And it was an incredibly sad thing. And they were just devastated. They've got two young kids and their house burned down and they lost absolutely everything. And so different people have pitched in to help out because they have, this family have been just huge blessings to a lot of people. And so one way that we knew that we could help out and we could contribute is we could spread the GoFundMe page out to the different people that we know. And maybe they know someone that knows somebody and or the different connections that we had had with them. And that was that's a way because we're connectors. You're a connector. Well, and they and were in a roundtable group, and we and we sent out oh, this text right. message thread and said, "Hey, you know this family, you know this couple. We just want to make you aware." And money started pouring in from those relationships, and it was it was a way. Yes, gave money and all us personally, but it was a way for us to even use our a resource of relationships to spread that word. Absolutely. And I will get permission from this family, but if they give us permission, we'll even put their GoFundMe page in the show notes. I was just going to think Were that. you? Yes. Oh, good job. I mean, because, yeah. yeah, let's do that. Um, because to lose absolutely everything, and they had just built this house. This had been a five-year project that they had been working on. It was absolutely devastating. But we know other people that are jumping in and someone someone came and they bought the kids clothes and someone else came and they bought her her some clothes. And um, I know there's different people as far as um, in construction that will be helping at some point. Well, Well, and that's not us. Do not 
I can I can handle a hammer, but you know, don't ask me to do any electrical. Yeah, and so Lisa, I, I think that the key point here is that how can you best contribute? Right. And whatever that is, that right. skill, that ability, that right. talent, how can you best contribute to people around you and almost make contribution the goal, not the reward? Almost like make your contribution bigger than the reward that you receive. Right. right? right. Make that contribution bigger than what you receive. Yeah. And and that's when – but. If we were the ones that were trying to meet every single need, we would be robbing someone else of their opportunity to yeah. serve. So we're not going to go and try to run the electrical or we're not going to It'd go, be a mess. It would be an absolute <laughs> mess. Let someone else, that that's their gift yeah. because I'm going to stick with what I'm able to do and my gifts and talents. And, and that's how I'm contributing to the world. Yeah. And it's completely different than how you contribute. So you don't ever want to look at how someone's contributing and what they're doing and think, wow, they're, do, they're doing so much more than I am. That's, that's not how it works. We each have our own little part to play. Yeah. It's like use what you can to do what you can. Wow, I yeah, like that. It. I don't know. I just came up with that. Okay, so use Lisa, what you can to do what you can. There you go. Wisdom yeah. from Dennis. Okay, Lisa, we're we're about done. I'm I'm kind of thinking. For me, my takeaway is I really got to step back and like look at my energy mm-hmm. and manage my energy better. And, and even like during the work day, yeah, is how do I manage? Like how do I maybe? T- I'm just thinking. How do I take a quick ten minute break and take a walk or eat an apple or what? What are those things during the day that I can use to replenish my energy? I, I just. It, personal example, I just left my therapist this morning, right? We still both have a therapist because we're still working on ourselves. And the question, he, and I said, hey, I, we just had this, you know, encounter and I, 30 minutes from now, I've got to go into this meeting. And he said, well, what can you do to replenish yourself in the next 15 minutes before you walk into that meeting? And I said, well, I can go eat a burrito. I'm hungry. I can just step and just eat a burrito. And so I made sure I just- A breakfast had, burrito. Breakfast like burrito. Yeah, right. and, yeah. yeah, not like a- <laughs> right. I seem to be Mexican. That's what, no, but it, which I it, mean, that might maybe, that could replenish you, right? Could fuel but, you. But I realized it's like I just I just need to step back and just fuel myself, fuel my energy, so I can step in to this next meeting. So really, getting conscious of my energy. What What about you? Was a takeaway for you? Um, I think it's fascinating how sowing and reaping is a is a is a law. It's a law of the world. It's a law of our social uh, agrarian and non-agrarian. It doesn't matter. It's sowing and reaping. But that doesn't mean that each of us sows in the same manner. That doesn't mean that each of us has the same thing to contribute. We all have our own special gifts and talents. And they're the things which you were talking about managing energy. There are things that I can give that require actually very little energy from me Mm. because it's just part of who I am. And there are things that you can give and they actually require very little ideas and Mm. connections, connecting people. That requires very little of your energy, but yet it's a huge gift. It would take so much energy for me to think of ideas and connecting and connecting people. It's almost like energy giving. It's like your gifts become energy giving. So really, di- so don't discount yeah. what how you're contributing because it seems easy. That means it's it's the way you could contribute. It's still it's it's super valuable. Yeah, this has been fun, Lisa. Eight traits of being a mindful leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, if you need help managing managing your energy, the entire course, emotionally intelligent, yeah. that really dives deep in how emotions fuel energy and then how to manage those emotions. So that's a resource for you. We'll put some of the other notes in the podcast. And, and the course is emotionallyintelligentcourse.com. There you go. Okay, it's been fun. We'll see you next time on the Drama-Free Living Podcast. 